Hey, J-Mac ENT here, presenting your non-binary friend next door. That's me. Welcome to my podcast. Hey, everyone. Happy full moon. Is it happy for you? You can make it happy if you want to. Not gonna lie, this week has been a lot. I got a random cold thing happening that uh, caused me to slow down, which is why you're getting this at the last hour of Friday. But it's released on Friday, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you for coming in today. Um, Next week, Monday, whenever you hear this, I appreciate all my listeners. Thank you so much. Today, I did promise we're going to touch on Queen of Slim and Watchmen. I'm not going to stay too long on it because honestly, this topic is dense. And on a full moon like today, everything is super heightened and sensitive. For the full moon, please make sure you're letting things go. Today is not a day of manifesting. Today is the day to let things go that are holding you back that has you fearing let that go i know in our current state of world right now is in a little bit of a crisis i mean every day as a black person as a black trans person as a black trans woman is a day of crisis in a way because we have to look over our shoulders to make sure we're living even when we're doing everything perfectly right so don't be letting the nick and pooping office freak you out yes there is possible war, but we could do something about it. It doesn't have to be protest. Protest doesn't always mean yelling outside of an office. There's many ways of protesting. Me being alive, you being alive, and not being a martyr is a form of protest. Now, let's get into it. So, Queen of Slim by Lena Waithe and Melina amazing amazing cinematography storyline scenery but it was a bit anti-black now many of are like what this was for the culture and i'm just like mm, yes and no um spoiler alert uh queen of slim was a love story ended by white supremacy and this is what I mean. The killing of the black American dream. Freedom. Anti-blackness. What is it? Ra- anti-black racism. Anti-blackness. There's so many things. I learned from this amazing book by Charlene Carruthers. Unapologetic. A black queer and feminist mandate for radical movements. I learned what anti-blackness really meant anti-blackness a whole collective punishments it's basically violence and the violence matrix talked about by beth e ritchie is is happening in physical assault sexual assault and social social disenfranchisement it could be intimate household it could be by the community it can also be by the social Spear. Anti-blackness is the killing of the black imagination. Just halting everything that could be is using black people as a monolith. 
also quoted from this book, viewing black people as slaves in waiting, always having violence against them, and never seeing anything good coming from it. That entire film, I just wanted a win for us. And when I say us, I mean black people as a culture, as contributing to the cultural compass. Something that I hear from W.E.B. Dubois. And was this contributing to the cultural compass? I mean, in a way, yes. Because it empowers me to want to make our own films and our own narratives that we control so we don't have to see such anti-blackness, such black violence, violence against black people. Um, A few of the scenes where, you know, this black officer is, sorry again, spoiler alert, is killed by the black kid who was empowered by Queen of Slim. Um, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know if that was necessary. But in a way, the black man just saying he's doing his job, the black officer's doing, doing his job, kind of reminds me of this short story called Mammy. Um, y'all should look that up as well by Dorothy, by Dorothy West. It's one of her short stories. Um, it can be found in The Richer, The Poor, or several other works um, reciting Dorothy West's short story, The Mammy. The Mammy, sorry again, spoiler alert, is basically about this black social worker, and there's this black... Um, maid or mammy or should I say nanny basically mammy figure which is also another anti-black view of black women um where she's kind of being held captive by this white woman and her child and she wants to be free from taking care of them but the white woman doesn't want her to go so the social worker is trying to get to the bottom of this. And when she's going up the elevator to get down to the bottom of things and see why, you know, trying to get her papers for this black um, nanny. And she goes up the elevator and the there's this black elevator operator and he wouldn't use it. He told her to use the service elevator when the white woman that she's actually about to go see came into the elevator. And she was furious. Like, what? You know, this is alleged. You know, this is in like 60s, 40s in this book. Please, I encourage you to read it. Um, and she's just furious. Like, I can't believe you did that. But he did. And after going up there and coming down back in the elevator, he's just like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm just doing my job. And she's just like appalled by that. Just doing job. You have a lot of that happening 
in a lot of places in the world. And honestly, doing your job, if it's not the right thing to do, I don't think you should do it. You should use your moral compass and make the right decision because it's right, not because it's your job. And that's what sprung up with me when I saw that scene. It was a black officer just doing his job. But in a way, he had a choice to be with the people protesting for Queen of Slim of their innocence for the cop being killed that was basically trying to kill them and shot at Queen. Um, but instead he was doing his job and maybe that was the injustice but justice in that scene. But it was still anti-black because it's, again, another slang of an innocent black man. Yes, he was doing his job, which is terrible, and he could have totally did something else. But also, that didn't have to happen. And also, that scene happening at the same time as Queen and Slim having sex. I thought that was a powerful yet weird scene. I understand a lot of anti-blackness surrounding the fact of over-sexualizing black bodies and gender violence. And that's what I got from that scene. And of course, big spoiler, Queen and Slim don't make it to Cuba like Asada did. Uh, Again, another form of anti-blackness. With this violence matrix that I talked about by Beth E. Ritchie, um, community assault by your own community. This black man who, you know, thought I was going to get him on the plane, he sold them out for money. And as they were in love and about to be free, it just hurt everyone's heart. And they were just literally murdered by those cops. But that's also a reality that some black, you know, not some, but all black people live with in America that they could just be killed like that without any repercussions. They could be killed. That's the reality of being black in America, in the world. Anti-blackness is everywhere. And until all black people are free in every country, none of us are. So stop with your doing my job and use your moral compass and make a change with action. There's more than just processing. If you have the money, do something with it. Make a change. Stop saying some, you could go learn it. Hey, well, if someone is looking over their shoulder trying to get money just to live just to eat, keep a roof over their heads. Because did you know if you're homeless and you don't have an address, you can't get a job. And if you don't have credit at all, you can't get a job. And people think fixing your credit is hard. It's not just the lack of information on purpose. So it's not fixed. So they can keep you in a perpetual prison. Oppression is what's happening right now. I didn't want to go too deep into this topic because it's so, it's so much, but that's what's happening in our world right now. And that's what I get from Queen of Slim.
Now, moving on to Watchmen. Uh, the first episode, spoiler alert, it's a lot, but it's a truth. It's an actual fact. You know, Tulsa, Oklahoma riots is basically a massacre. Tulsa, Oklahoma was a massacre of Black Wall Street, the first Wall Street in America, because white supremacy. White people came in with bombs and guns and massacred black people, all of them, except maybe a few survivors. A few. One, (laughs) I think, was still living to this day. I don't know if she recently passed, but that was it. And people just swept that under the rug. You know, they're talking about the Geneva Convention. Well, that was a war crime on a group of people marginalized in this country constantly. And now we have this Nick and Poop doing the same exact thing to Iran. I know I said this wasn't going to be political, but this all connects because anti-blackness in media... Yes, that scene in Watchmen was necessary, but it didn't have to show that extent. I mean, I don't think Quentin Slim and Watchmen, that first episode, was really for us in a way. But what I did like about Watchmen, again, spoiler alert, was that the resolve for Sister Knight in the final scene with her surviving, unfortunately her man did not, that we know of, We don't know if it was a good ending or a bad ending, but we didn't get that chance to see it. I don't really like uh, those endings and plot holes. It's not really that great. Um, Angus, of course, because Sister Knight was winning, a black woman was winning against white supremacy. In my opinion, I felt that that's the reason why the season... There's not a next season, but it was a really great show. A really phenomenal, well-written show. It was deep. It showed the hidden histories and weird pride of certain white people in our country that are proud of being tied to the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) Yes, that's a real thing. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, A black man had to buy the park just to tear the statue of the founder of the Ku Klux Klan, Nefra Forrest, down because he had to buy the park to get it torn down because the government wasn't going to do anything of course not (laughs) come on now the state where it was founded in memphis being the place of a large another large sum of anti-blackness and killing of the black imagination assassination of martin luther king jr was done in memphis you had another race riot in memphis against white people And a continuation of oppression of black communities in Memphis with this weird gentrification thing going on where they're buying up all these elders' land and not doing it in the lawful way. They're just like, well, they defaulted on their taxes. I'm like, first of all, my neighborhood, Orange Mound, used to be an annex. It wasn't even a part of Memphis. And the fact that in Memphis is so systematically messed up that you have to pay two different taxes. Three, actually, if I'm not mistaken. City, 
county, and state. Hmm. Does that seem lawful to you? No, it's not. (laughs) Basically, to be pro-black has nothing to do with not liking any other color. Race is not a real biological factor, but racism is real and black people do not benefit from the system of racism because we do not receive any power from oppressing people. Yes, black people can be prejudiced, but we cannot be racist because again, we do not benefit from that system. And if you don't know that by now in 2020, who are you? You're probably not black. And you probably are, but you're probably sadly mistaken about your role in this society, in this world. And you need to do some deep soul searching. Because, wow, if you really think (laughs) that black people could be racist. Sorry, that's not true. And I'm not going to be here to teach you that. That's um, you need to go take a bunch of HR classes. You need to read up on black history especially about the aboriginal black history in North America and what's going on around the world right now. For one, the environment is anti-black right now. And this is why. No one with the most utmost power is doing enough to stop this global warming and climate change that is drastically affecting black people all over the world, everywhere, in health especially, air quality, mental health, food quality, holistic health, spiritual health. This fear-mongering everywhere is not helping anybody. We need more love and joy and happiness energy. We need more higher consciousness and enlightenment energy. Not that love and light cult shit. Just love. Don't be forgiving people who've done wrong to you. I mean, yeah, forgive them, but don't forget that shit. And don't go back to toxic shit either. Full moon is about letting go. So let them people go. All right. I hope this episode was good to you. Sorry it took so long, but again, I have to take care of myself. But I am going to be consistent with my content. So thank you. Hey, thank you again for listening to my podcast. This episode was deep. Here's some tunes with Binaural Beats that I produce myself, a future of my single out on all platforms to help you heal and feel good after this dense episode. All right. Thank you so much. I'm J Mac ENT presenting your non-binary friend next door. You can follow me on Instagram at your non-binary friend next door on Twitter at your non-binary friend next door. You can leave me emails. You can find that email on Instagram. If you have any questions, you can hit me up on anchor. Thank you for your feedback as much appreciated. And thank you for supporting my show. All right. Love y'all. Again, let go on that full moon and have a wonderful rest of your day and night or whatever time it may be. Peace.